Welcome to today's podcast, Hello Conversations. Keeping it real. Welcome to Hello Conversations, Keeping It Real with San Francisco Bay Area Moms. My name is Olga Rosales Salinas. I am your host today. I'm the managing editor for San Francisco Bay Area Moms or SFM, and I'm here to welcome you to Hello Conversations. This is our eighth episode, so we're chugging along to year one. Very excited to be here, and thank you all for tuning in. If you're a San Francisco mom, new and expecting, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode specifically on culture and Thanksgiving. Also, culture, the culture of Thanksgiving. Those are two different things, and I'm hoping to cover all of them today. Don't miss our all-new party guide for our top picks and resources on making the most out of your celebrations for any occasion. From party venues to caters to DJs to decor, we've got you covered on SanFranciscoMoms.com. Today's show is a full house. Okay, we have John Hazan, who is my co-host today. We have Michelle Wang, who usually joins us from It's Yoga Kids. We also have Denise from Pocket Chefs. If you have listened to our show before, you've heard me rave about Pocket Chefs, the service that comes to your house, cooks, cleans with a smile all of the time. Most of the time, she's smiling at me now. Um, we also have Michelle Lee, who just wrote a book, A Very Asian Guide to Korean Food. I don't know why I'm posting it, holding up the book in the video, because this is an audio recording. This is what I'm doing, and this is the kind of morning I'm having. Thank you all for being here. Jean, do you want to come in and hop on with your bio. Hi, my name is John Hazan. I'm the Director of Business Development for SFBAMS. I'm also the Director of Sales for the soon-to-open Kimpton Hotel Enzo. We are so excited to have our guests to talk about all things yummy uh, food and culture, and we can't wait to get this going with you today. (laughs) Uh, Michelle Wing, come in and introduce yourself. All right. Well, hi. Good morning. I'm Michelle. I've been called the SF BAM Yoga Queen. Yes. <laughs> I'm the author of Kid Moves, and which is a fun read and do book for your littles. And I'm the founder of It's Yoga Kids. So I train anyone who lives and works with kids in my original fun and scientific system so that you can manage your stress and be the star you are. I love that. Thank you so much for being with us again. I love you so much. Thank Denise. you. Denise. here. I'm Chef Denise Thomas. I'm the owner and executive chef of Pocket Chefs. We focus on providing affordable meal prep for everyday families. So we come in, um, we help with meal planning, uh, dietary restrictions, all those things. We take care of it for you. Um, You can do the shopping or we can take care of the shopping for you. We come in, we cook everything for you, package it away. So your week is a little bit less stressful and your tummies are a little bit more full. Uh, We also work with lots of kid friendly recipes just to make your life a whole lot easier. Okay, so I'm going to brag a little bit. You've been coming to my house for a year and a half, maybe two. And you're all, not only do you cook amazing food and clean up and do all the things, but you're also super cool with my six and seven-year-old. I love them. Um, <laughs> even when he's talking about Minecraft, and I can tell you have no idea, but you just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I love it so much. So um, thank you for being us, being with us today. You've joined us on a couple episodes before, so thank you for coming back and being with us. Now, our special a special guest today is Michelle Lee. Her book, A Very Asian Guide to Korean Food. Come on in, Michelle. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Um, just a little bit about who I am. I, I'm a broadcast journalist. I've been in news for 20 years, and um, I went viral this year for a racist voicemail calling me very Asian and several other things. But very Asian was the, the words that went viral. Um, and so we launched the Very Asian Foundation, and my co-founder Gia Vang is in San Francisco um, and I had an aunt in San Francisco so San Francisco is very special to me but um, but yeah I do the news like I get up at three o'clock in the morning I anchor the news and then when I'm done with my shift I turn into a foundation person and then my son just turned four on November 1st so um, just and then and the book <laughs> I forget and, and the, the book, book. yeah <laughs> which Tell is a us. kid's book by the way originally yeah. it was it's a kid's book um, some people think it's a cookbook, but we do 
have a recipe for an added bonus. But in general, it's just kind of, I like how you said it was a guide to culture. So that's what I'm going to yes. stick with. <laughs> yeah. So I picked it up ready to like try and fail a couple of these recipes. And then I looked at the pages and I was like, okay, there's no recipes. Here. <laughs> yeah. But so many cultural tips on Korean food and how Korean food is tied into families and ancestry and culture and how many of these things are passed down. Um, can you tell us what you learned uh, making this and illustrating and all of the things? Oh my gosh. Well, I didn't realize the process. So the process was really interesting. And also we were kind of, I feel like on a journalism deadline, like it was a fast deadline to put a book together starting in 2022 and having it come out at the end of 2022. And um, Karen Chan is amazing. She's in Los Angeles and she just is someone who I really admire uh, as a publisher and a, as a mom who was like, hey, I don't see representation in this way. And so I'd like to start a publishing company. But, um, you know, I've learned a lot not only about the process, but like food itself. I mean, we eat food all the time, not necessarily knowing the origin of it, you know, or how long it's been around in the world. So um, even my sister, my I should say, I go back in time. My, I'm adopted and raised in the Midwest, but I met my biological family in the 90s. And so my biological sister and I um, were talking about this book and I was like, well, maybe I should do something on kimbap or maybe I should do something on, you know, this food or whatever. And she would tell her stories and then I would put in factoids and she was like, oh, really? I didn't know that about this food. So I felt like we all learned something about Korean food, uh, which was which was kind of fun. But a lot of work compared to what I, you know, you think you're just going to write about things that you love. And then you're like, oh, wait, there's some work that needs to be done with this. And right. research. I think a couple of us have written books on in this screen, the Zoom call <laughs> right here. Um, and I think the process of having out someone else edit <laughs> your right. thoughts um someone coming in and going oh that's not an original thought or a fact checker comes in or um they're changing your language but i think it's important when you to listen to those voices and editors in the process when you want to come out with something beautiful which is exactly what you've done with this oh book so i highly recommend it especially if you want to introduce your kids to food that's outside of your own culture um this is definitely something that you know is is good and entertaining for your kids and to thumb through and um because it's beautiful it's the illustrator of this is um amazing can you pronounce her name Sunu rebecca Choi. yeah yes, um uh, and she's a korean canadian who lives in london <laughs> so i oh, feel wow. like you know it, <laughs> she's so amazing and i do i think she's so vibrant you know her illustrations yeah. are just so beautiful i think yeah my words are just my words but she really brought the book to life and um, yeah. and made it inclusive there are some kind of like hidden inclusive uh, not hidden but i mean just small gestures of inclusivity that i really loved yeah i loved the tidbit that you had about um fried chicken and kfc <laughs> yeah. and how there's more kfc in korea than like um than then, any other the yeah. fast food chain oh that's so interesting and i didn't realize that a korean food had so much fried uh chicken in it so um crispy and crunchy is what i think the page was called which is <laughs> a perfect way to describe fried food I love uh, it. And, and you know, also when you take her, uh, we always dip um, our Korean fried chicken in salt and pepper. That was the first time that I had ever like just dipped it straight up into salt and pepper. But it's so I think it's so good. Um, I'll have to try that. Every, yeah, You're making me very, very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it lunchtime yet? I love yeah. Korean fried I know. chicken. I know. Love it. Um, uh, okay, so well, now that we discussed this book, how much of this, and, and knowing that this wasn't necessarily how you grew up eating Korean food, like how much of the stuff, the uh, the meals in this book, will you be incorporating into your Thanksgiving meals? Oh my gosh. Do well, we actually food? do a lot. We we do kimchi, we do chapche, we do... Um, we do uh, mandu, the dumplings. We ended mm -hmm. up doing a lot of those things. Um, but, you know, we still do the turkey. We still do <laughs> the mashed potatoes and the, do you call it stuffing or dressing? Because I go with dressing. But I, I've um, always said dressing, but okay. <laughs> I think it's dressing. I think it only turns into stuffing if you're actually Please. stuffing Stop it, putting in, it in the bird. bird. Also, dressing is the, the bread mixture is a little bit more crumbly, usually, and stuffing is more like a boxy kind of cut. 
of the oh. bread, I believe. I didn't know that. I just thought it was all interchangeable. I mean, it's still I knew that about the thing in the bird. <laughs> <laughs> but what yeah, I, I mean, we do the kind of the, I guess the, the turkey dinner kind of thing. But, um, but it's funny because we only do turkey once a year. And every time I'm always like, it needs a lot of gravy, a lot of butter, <laughs> you know. It's not my favorite white meat, yeah, for sure. Yeah, me neither. Um, Jean, what do you include in your Thanksgiving meals that's not um, traditional? I guess that's it would be not, you know what? It's really interesting. So Filipinos in general don't, um, you know, Thanksgiving isn't uh, traditional. A lot of Filipinos have kind of adopted it. Uh, but being a military brat, like for me, it it is super traditional. There's always turkey. There's always ham. Um, I've hosted Thanksgiving in our apartment for, I think, almost 20 years. So I reserve the right for the turkey because the turkey, I reserve the right for turkey and desserts and everyone else can bring all the sides. I delegate everything else. So, um, you know, I do a three-day brine on the turkey. I do all the desserts. I have a game plan for, like, three weeks. So, like, my menu is almost set. I started stocking up on butter in October. I ordered my turkey already. So, it's a whole – it is a whole affair. I have a recipe that I have, like, worked on for 20 years. And, like, every year I tweak it. Now it's something that I can pass on to my daughter. Uh, daughter, excuse me, as I keep thinking of the two-year-old at some point will learn how to cook. Um, yeah, it's, and it's my favorite holiday because it's a, it's not about the things it's about being thankful, um, every single day. Um, and, and it, and that's a a concept that trans, um, transcends all cultures. We can all find something to be grateful and thankful for. Um, there is one family tradition that's very near and dear to my heart. So once the turkey is done, there's a little bit of leftover carcass. Um, there's a little leftover meat. We broil the meat. It's a family tradition that I grew up with that my father passed down to us kids um, from his mother. And you broil the hell out of it until there's nothing left. And then we dip what's ever leftover meat um, in like lemon juice, salt, and um, fish sauce. We call patis. Um, most Asian cultures have a fish sauce. And it's delicious. You eat it with your hands. It's very visceral. And someone gets the wishbone. But it is the best part of Thanksgiving is getting to that part where there's that carcass because nothing goes to waste. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I finally got my 20-pound bird uh, this year. We're going big this year. I'm, I'm very, very excited. I love that. I love that. What about you, Denise? What do you include in your Thanksgiving? As a chef, I don't like cooking on holidays. <laughs> nice. But um, when I do, I avoid going for the whole bird. And I do turkey legs. And I lather it with a bunch of butter and herbs. And I just throw it in the oven. And I wait until that skin gets real crispy. And that's my thing. I'll do like the simple sides green beans and some other things i'll do like a winter salad um yeah but for the most part when i was um um, growing up my grandmother did all the cooking and she didn't want any help she she took care of everything and so now it's especially because of covid and we've kind of been dispersed um it's great to see everyone pitch in. And so now we'll hop around different houses. It's not all on her. Um, we'll bring a dish or we'll do, sometimes we'll end up um, giving my family a break and we'll all do Friendsgivings and kind of just go to um, entirely different houses. So, um, but yeah, that's, that. yeah, I, I skip the whole bird and I, I go straight to those legs <laughs> and I get it over that. with. I love, I love that that's an option. And your baby's still small, so you don't have the little, the little voice opinion yet. Oh, no, 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 no. She, she eats, she, she eats and she eats and she loves sweet potatoes. So she's, she's, uh, she's lucky she's coming. Yeah. And then she gets to eat some, some pie too this year. So it's going to be great. Yeah. She's going to have a ball. Michelle, tell Michelle wings. There are two Michelles on today. Two Michelles Michelle. today. Yeah. Double troubles. Yeah. Two L's for both of us too. <laughs> tell, um, us, uh, tell us what your Thanksgiving is like. You know, my Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving has changed over the years, and I feel like it's gotten so much more flexible. I love what Denise just said. I've actually come down to, if I'm doing the cooking, we learned that 
nobody wanted to eat anything except the breast. So I'm, I'm the breast girl. <laughs> You're doing the thighs. <laughs> We've got this bird covered. And, um, and then when there are those leftover parts, I also love just boiling them down and, and getting to that stock. And it's just really feels good to use, use the whole bird, right. In one way or another, <clears throat> Growing up in my family, um, we just lost our 100-year-old grandmother, actually, and she made a very special dish every year. That was this um, cranberry jello salad with like pecans and sliced apples. Like she just embellished it. If like I was I used to think like, you know, as a kid, everybody loved jello, but like this jello is like got it's so like fun and healthy, actually. And then she, of course, does her little whipped cream decor on the top. So it's just this really beautiful dish that would actually double as dessert, but pairs quite nicely with the, with the turkey, if I'm being honest, better than maybe a cranberry sauce in the traditional way. So we'll be making that, but we'll be okay. making it without her. Um, this will be the first year. So that's, Rare really her. that's beautiful. It's fun yeah, to, fun to honor, honor some traditions and at the same time, really tweak them. And I think yes. what changed for me becoming a parent was like, oh, I actually don't like that way. So I'm going to do it a different way. And it's still okay. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. I that's love that. beautiful. Um, it, it, I, I, go ahead. No, you go no ahead. I was going to say another tradition that we have, it, you you brought it to mind um, for my family and my and my culture is um, gumbo every New Year's Eve or New Year's mm-hmm. Day. Yum. And uh, when COVID hit, my sisters and my cousin was like, oh, wow, wait, we won't be able to have gumbo at Granny's house. And I'm like, no, we're all like, no. And my sister's like, you have to make it. I'm like, I can't, I don't know. Like it was like so much pressure, but I ended up doing it anyway. And surprisingly they were like, my God, Denise, this tastes just granny's gumbo. I felt, I was like, oh my, I I was like, no way, no way, no way. But it's good to know that um, when she's, when she's gone and when she passes over to the other side, this, this is something that we can definitely continue. And it's not like it, you know, it doesn't have to, um, die. It can live on just like she'll live on. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. I um, love that. You must've been so honored to hear that compliment too. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. But it, it felt really good. Um, and just also too, just not just you know, succeeding to to make the gumbo. Just like, um, and I'm pretty sure Michelle, you have this in your book. Just how it brings all of us together, and you know, this big pot of 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 stew of the soup is you know we all gather around. There's like 20 of us, and and we're just thankful for the whole year. And it's just this part, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, to me, it's not only just eating something, you know, that we love. I mean, I think it's so beautiful that you were able to do that. And then on top of that, I think sometimes the beauty of everything is getting people together, maybe making it together. Mm-hmm. Um, in Korean tradition, you know, a lot of people might make dumplings together for New Year's Day yeah. and freeze them and use them, you know, throughout I don't know, months or I guess the year or whatever. But I I just love the how food centers our lives in so many ways. You know, we I say we celebrate with food, we mourn yep. with food, you know, when I'm angry, I end up eating oh, yeah. something else, you know. <laughs> so it's like I'm happy or I'm sad or I'm angry and I'm eating. It doesn't matter. Um and so and what food does for us, you know, it really gives us identity, it gives us comfort, it does so many things. Uh-huh. And so I just I love that um people have food traditions and if you don't have one, because I think growing up, I really didn't have one. So when I became a mom, I was also like, no, I need to be intentional about culture and about traditions because that's something that I didn't necessarily have as a kid. And I wanted to do that for my son. I don't know if he appreciates it now or, but you know, we're just going to keep doing it. 
He would no, love, he will appreciate that's it. That's so true, though. That's very, that's very, very true. To um, especially as we, um, I definitely agree with you, Michelle, on, on that point with 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 our children, uh, because you know I'm raising my children in a bicultural home. My husband is uh, Cantonese American. I'm Filipino American, and to merge these two cultures to make sure that our children, even if they don't speak the languages. Our, our, our respective languages, that they understand that food, um, they can understand the culture through the foods that uh, we each grew up with, um, that their exposure to it, like this is part of their cultural heritage um, and, and, all the, and all those uh, different ways. I, I love that we're talking about how we're passing these things on. Last Thanksgiving, I, I introduced my seven-year-old, um, Ilsa. I had her make the pecan tarts. So rather than make a pecan pie, I make pecan tarts. And I make, you know, like 18 dozen of them. Half of them I give away. Half of them we eat. So they're about the size of like a mini muffin. But she's at an age, she's seven and she was six and a half last year, where she can help me make them, understand the process. Like, this is a, this is a deal. And one of these days, you and your sister, Alice, this will be a recipe that will be yours. Um, and it'll be something that, that you can uh, do do what you like, but know that you know, mommy has that. This is something that uh, I've cultivated for myself, and uh, for them to know that this is something that we can do together when you're older, or that you can uh, pass on. Did you say eighteen dozen? I did. <laughs> That's a lot. I was trying to do the math on that. <laughs> I mean, so are, are you putting them in batches in the oven? Because you don't. You yeah, have to do I've okay. put in like wow. four dozen. I've put in like four dozen at a time. I got it down to a oh. client. John, is, it sounds like I need to hire you. That you're a caterer. You know, it's like all things, right? Like, you know, when I had kids, I was trying to. When I had children, I was wondering how do I bring in? Because cooking for me has always been about. Um you know, loving the kitchen. It's my respite. You know, I've, you know, if I've been traveling for work or whatever, the first thing I want to do is cook something. I want to putter in the kitchen. Um, I think I, I think I've mentioned, I think in my, one of my last blog posts of how, like, I just want to be still. And one of the things I want to do is spend hours puttering in the kitchen. Could be with the bourbon, could be with a glass of wine, but just spend hours of like uninterrupted time of like, putting out a really big meal and you know something with a lot yeah. of that, that to me is soothing um i'm sorry in that respect is very soothing i was like jealous I'm like sorry. how do you I'm do it i'm also doing the math in my head like michelle <laughs> was saying like you're drinking bourbon and making yes. 18 dozens of anything like how do you keep the math on your measuring on that like do you just start throwing like i, I don't know i just it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot in my head but i i do appreciate what you're saying about um the creative process uh, and like the the stillness of that in the kitchen, which I have a totally different experience in the kitchen. Um, I have a connection to my mother cooking um, the whole course, all the courses in my childhood um, and cooking for so many of us. This is like 10 people in my family. So when she cooked, it was like her time. It was just like you, John, like yeah. in there for hours. She didn't want help. She just like wanted mm -hmm. to do and so for me, I have a big association with comfort and comfort food. And so when my husband decides to cook, he doesn't want anyone in the kitchen. <laughs> and so I just let him do his thing. It brings him joy. Uh, and so I step away from any of the volunteering for recipes. And now my kids won't starve. Like I'll cook them food, but I definitely don't have that like ambition to make something <laughs> for my childhood um, the, there is one recipe that, um, they like and will eat, which is my mother's Mexican rice. Mm. But the way she makes it, it's a lot of steps. And so I cheat a little bit. Um, but that's the only thing of hers that, that I can make that I feel like gives her some honor. And the rest of the time I have Denise come from pocket chefs <laughs> and she helps <laughs> us out because I'm just not, I, I can appreciate the creativity of the food, but like, I don't like the pressure of making something that's going to be so like everyone's it's going to be a thanksgiving meal and everyone's going to love it and you're going to get all the credit whether it's bad or good i don't like so you know i don't think you're cheating i think you're modernizing and i think yeah. we need to change the script out as a mom you're doing you're you're creating a recipe there are recipes for my grandmother so you know denise was talking about that gumbo my grandmother passed on a recipe to my mother called calios and it's made with tripe and we serve it the day after Christmas or the day after New Year's, and it's meant to, you know, after you've had a long day of drinking, you're having this wonderful, like, stew, 
And New Year's Day is not the same without Kalios. I grew up with Kalios. You know, try the sausage, meat, the beans, and 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 whatever. But there's, a, I always look at a recipe and I wonder, is there a way to is there a way, way to scale this down the way like uh, Michelle Wing was talking about? Like, no, how do you modernize it? How do you make it? How do you make a recipe that is so complicated? And I think even Michelle Lee spoke about this too. But you know, scaling these things back to make them more user friendly for you. Mm-hmm. Because as long as the flavor's there, it doesn't matter how you got there. Not matter right? at all. It doesn't matter how you got there. As long as the flavor's there, your family <laughs> loves it, and if everyone's eating the same meal, that is a win every single day. Mm-hmm. That's great. My, my husband, you, you uh, good, Mama, you modernize <laughs> the yourself. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's not cheating at no, all. It's not cheating. Yeah, I'll stop saying that. It's my, not cheating. My husband, he. Um, is always very adamant about making um, his grandma, his grandmother's um, lemon meringue pie, and she passed when she was uh, when he was a little boy. So the way she made it, she would put the egg whites on a plate and get a fork and just spin like. To him, it felt like hours whisking to make the meringue and so he was so adamant about doing it the exact same way and I'm like sweetheart <laughs> well, first of all I'm tired of hearing the clinking and, <laughs> and I'm like we, we have the mixer yeah just just throw them in them and just and just and just run it he's like no no this this is the way she made it and I'm like all right okay I'm in my head like sooner or later your your wrist is gonna get very tired, <laughs> and then I then I came back with another another suggestion. I'm like, okay, what about you know we have a whisk? Why don't you just put it in a bowl and and whisk it? No, no, this is the way she did it. This is the way I'm going to do it, and it has to be done this way. I'm like, okay, sure. Is that taking like twenty minutes? Is that twenty minutes? Am I imagining twenty minutes of this? Like it's and. Uh, and doesn't matter because for him, it's honoring her. Yeah, 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 but you know what? The next time he made the pies, he used my mixer. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> marriage. He did wise up. He did decide. Hmm. Even if he doesn't take your advice right away. Maybe I can. He thought about it need to sink in a little honor bit. Honor her a different way with yeah. modern technology. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, did you, did you think that maybe she did that because she didn't have a whisk or she didn't have a mist? She mixer. Have delighted to have a mixer, right? and that's the only way she could get it done. And so she was like, "I'm going to make this pie," but now she doesn't really, you know. It's you know, it it, it hit him. You know, with husbands, it takes them a little bit longer yes, for our words <laughs> to um, hold a little bit weight. So, <laughs> and I, I love that we're talking about food at, at Thanksgiving, but also I, I wish I want us to touch a little bit on the culture of Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving as uh, the only holiday really where it's not about a gift. <laughs> um, mm. It's about presence. Yeah. And uh, we, which, you know, um, uh, Chef Denise mentioned earlier, because of COVID that changed, right? And a lot of us did uh, Thanksgiving gatherings on Zoom in 2020, which was an interesting thing to have happened. Um, and then people got together in 2021 uh, with COVID tests in hand um, and masks uh, with around family. And I feel like this year is going to be, uh, for better or worse, back to a traditional 2019 Thanksgiving where we're all gathering without a test and we're all gathering um without masks. And I wanted to touch base a little bit on that uh, because I think it's important to know why Michelle Lee wrote this book (laughs) and that it started for something that was, you know, not very positive. Someone, a troll coming out here and calling her very Asian. And from that came this beautiful exploration on Korean culture. And um, I I was hoping that you could speak to really, um, how you made that into a positive and your process on that. A oh my bit. gosh. Well, thanks. Like yeah. expand on the culture of Thanksgiving. You know, it's interesting because we were talking about another holiday on the news. We were talking about New Year's Day and we were talking about what Americans eat on New Year's and it was like pork for progress, greens for wealth. And it was a very short story, like a 20 second story. And I, at the end said, and I had Korean, I had dumpling soup because that's what a lot of Korean people do. Technically, it's rice cake soup, um, but a lot of people throw in dumplings. And um, I had like 
a couple of really nice comments, like from St. Louisans who were like, oh yeah, uh, my wife grew up in Korea and our daughter's making that soup for the first time. And I just thought it was a really neat thing because for me as an adoptee, the culture was intentional. You know, it was something that we've been doing and I've gone to Korea several times and, you know, I mean, I have this connection with Korea and I just really want to bring that into my yearly routine or tradition. And so, um, and a lot of my friends were eating that soup too. So I just thought like, well, they're Americans. Like, I'm just going to say that. But then a a little bit later, a woman called and left this really long voicemail saying that um, she was like, your Asian anchor was talking about what Asian people eat. And I kind of take offense to that because she needs to talk about what white people eat. If white people could talk about what they ate, they'd get fired. And um, she was just being very Asian and annoying. She needs to keep her Korean to herself. I mean, it just kind of went on and on. And then it ended with, so just talk about what white people eat. Thanks. <laughs> and white so, people always talk about what white people eat. <laughs> so I, was like, like, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of like, you know, growing up as technically a, you know, in a white family in the middle of the country, I didn't grow up eating pork and um, like greens on New Year's Day either. Now, when I lived in North Carolina, I actually did that a lot. Um, But like, we just didn't, we didn't have any New Year's traditions at all growing up in the middle of the country. I I mean, that was just our family, I guess. So, you know, to me, um, it was just kind of crazy. And I shared me listening to that voicemail. It went viral. I mean, it was crazy. It went viral around the world. And we made these very Asian shirts to raise money for an organization. And um, I mean, we sold shirts to like Holland, Germany, Australia, and people who were like, you know, I'm uh, like, I'm half Korean or I'm a quarter Japanese or I'm an adoptee. And I never really felt like Asian enough that I could share this. So the fact that you shared, you know, your story meant something to me. And People just from all walks of life, lots of solidarity. Um, my favorite hashtags were very Jewish and openly black, <laughs> you know, and I, to me, I just think people were really like, who is this lady? Because we all have a right to share who we are, bring our full humanity to the table. You know, I'm an American first. I mean, really, I, I've gone to Korea many times and I love Korea. I love Korean culture, but I'm an American and they know I'm an American when I walk step foot on Korea um, in Korean soil. And so, but I'm still proud of being Korean, you know, and it's taken a lot of work as I think anyone, especially if you've, if you're growing up in America or if you have kids who are growing up in America, it takes so much work to be intentional about celebrating culture. My husband's uh, grandfather moved to St. Louis from Poland and literally assimilated, right? And uh, didn't speak Polish to his kids. So things weren't passed down. And I just think, you know, we all have something like that. And um, and it's intentional when we go to a Polish festival or when we do something like that for our kiddo. And I just kind of, um, I had a hard time processing it because I just thought, who is this person saying I'm not American? I'm Asian people have this thing where it's perpetually foreign, right? I mean, that's kind of how people look at us a a lot. And so we struggle with that. And so I just thought, gosh, you know, how many years, how many more years on TV do I have to put up with this stuff? And, um, and the Ellen show called Ellen gave me some money. When she gave me money, I said, okay, let's meet the moment and start a foundation. So now we're the very Asian foundation. And then that led to a book, but you know, I keep forgetting not everyone know, you know, not everyone is like into the Asian news. So they might not know the very Asian story. And um, so like some of the comments that I've seen online, they were like, very Asian is a strange title for this book. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should have mentioned, you know, that was kind of the whole movement, but, um, but I, I, yeah, it's just kind of interesting how it came about. I love it. Um, I am just going to give you a book. The book, uh, the shout out again, A Very Asian Guide to Korean Food, written by Michelle Lee and illustrated by, say her name one more time. Sunu Rebecca Choi. Rebecca. (laughs) I think we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with SF Bam, Hella Conversations, Keeping It Real. Take off the holly jolly season with us at the Holiday Extravaganza event for all ages on December 3rd at Mommy's Trading Post in Alameda. This family holiday pop up will include story time with Santa's elves. Photos of Mrs. Claus by Alex Jones Photography, 
festive crafts and sensory play with swings and wings, sweet treats from doodle cakes, and a hot cocoa, coffee, and tea bar from Highwire to keep things cozy. You can also start your holiday shopping in a sustainable way and browse Mommy's Trading Post for pre-loved baby and kids clothes, including gear. Head over to SanFranciscoMoms.com for more details. That's SanFranciscoMoms.com. See you there. The Rosala Sister Scholarship supports first-generation immigrant high school students get to college with scholarships, educational resources, and community outreach. Find out more at rsscholarship.com. Since 2019, the six daughters of Abel and Maria Rosales have made it their mission to pay it forward and make the road to college that much easier for underserved communities. Join that effort. Visit rsscholarship.com for more information. For upcoming events, auctions, comedy shows, and so much more, go to rsscholarship.com. You can also donate directly to rsscholarship.com slash donate. That's rsscholarship.com slash donate. Search for us at Insta, Facebook, or Twitter. That's rsscholarship.com. Jump into a world of creativity, color, and playful learning at Legoland Discovery Center Bay Area. The ultimate indoor Lego playground. Enjoy an interactive Lego-themed ride and a 4D cinema where your favorite Lego characters come to life. Explore Miniland Bay Area, featuring local landmarks made from over a million bricks. And get hands-on in Lego-themed build-and-play areas where kids' imaginations can explore endless possibilities. Conveniently located inside the Great Mall in Milpitas, just minutes off I-680. For more information and to book your tickets, visit bayarea.legolanddiscoverycenter.com. That's bayarea.legolanddiscoverycenter.com. Welcome back to Hello Conversations, Keeping It Real with San Francisco Bay Area Moms. As a fam, I am your managing editor. Here for the Thanksgiving episode, Culture and Thanksgiving, um, we were joining us or joining us here today is Michelle Lee. She wrote the book, A Very Asian Guide to Korean Food. Um, and we've had a great conversation today about culture and Thanksgiving and how those things play out um, the third Thursday of every November. So um, I want to go ahead and talk about specifically what we do differently in our Thanksgiving uh, tradition of actually giving thanks. So I know we've talked about food earlier, but giving thanks um, as like we go around the table. So growing up for me, I'll just start. Uh, growing up for me, uh, my dad would say uh, Thanksgiving like prayer. And then it was go around the room and talk about what you're grateful for. And we always had to meet the moment with our dad, like whatever he was talking about, we'd have to, uh, oblige and, 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 uh, continue the tradition. So if he was saying something about family, we would all be thankful for family in very specific ways. Um, and it was, it was because my dad ate the biggest piece of chicken, right? And <laughs> like machismo and all of the things that play into that. Um, and you know, you marry your, your, what, you know, and my husband is, is very much that guy. So we have the same, uh, a very similar tradition and now with my family. So I was hoping that the ladies here, the moms here from San Francisco Barrio Moms could also join in and talk about how you guys give thanks on Thanksgiving night. And I'll have a, a Jean start out. Uh, you know, like you, um, you know, we start with a, a prayer. Um, and as I've become the host the last couple of years at my house, now that prayer, it starts with me, which is a little bizarre, uh, cause typically, you know, it is the, the most senior person, the, the eldest person, um, that does the prayer. We do a very traditional, you know, uh, Catholic before meal prayer. Um, uh, but we have incorporated the last couple of years, uh, people that could not attend, uh, the Thanksgiving, uh, to make sure we, we honor them. Um, and, uh, we include them. We include people that are not feeling well to make sure that they're in our thoughts. Um, um, and then we eat. So it, it's, it's the prayer. It's just a moment of, you know, and for those who, who, who don't pray, it's a moment of silence to just, you know, be thankful, uh, to be there, to be healthy. Um, you know, no matter, I, I think what COVID taught us really was how much, uh, uh, how much th those circles and those gatherings really mean to us. Like you don't, you don't understand the impact until like you go from having 20 people to like five people. Um, and I remember that COVID Thanksgiving that, that I did, it was like a feast of, for like 20 people, but it was literally like the four of us, my husband, myself, our two small daughters and my in-laws. 
um, and to to see that grow exponentially, like I am, I'm, I am so excited uh, for joy, for laughter, um, and for more people to consume the feast uh, that we'll be sharing. It's hard year. to scale down, right? You can't go It's all about plenty and sharing that plenty with those that you love. I expect there to be no leftovers. I expect people to go home and take desserts, which is why I make 18 dozen because more than half of those pecan tarts go away. Those are to yeah. give away. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And that's part of the joy of it really. I love that. Denise, do you have anything specific that you guys do when you give thanks? Uh, yeah, very similar. <clears throat> As a um, Black American family, we always, always recognize um, our special uh, meaning of Thanksgiving. We always recognize um, the Native Americans who were terrorized Um and so we always put that at, at the forefront of our prayer, recognizing that, um, recognizing that, and then also, like we all do, um, make it um, about solely being thankful. Um, and yeah, it's it's very near to us because um, you know we were in similar situations, sometimes you know, most times worse situations. So we really do recognize that and put that at the forefront. We do a prayer. Um, usually we do go around, usually it's after we eat. Um, I don't know if you guys do it before, but usually we're like all hanging around and uh, my uncle usually started and he'll, he'll go first and what, what he's thankful for and we'll go around. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, um, I think that's pretty much it. Just going around, even from the small little, like you said, Olga, like you had to say, yeah. <laughs> you had yeah. to say something. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the prayer and then also recognizing what the holiday is and what we want it to be is the, the most important thing. Um, and just knowing that um, because in school systems, it's not really talk to its fullest and us as families, we have to be um, very vigilant on making sure that our, our young children understand um, what our past is and understand where we are and then understand where we're going. So. Exactly. I love that. And thank you for bringing that up. It is Thanksgiving historically is actually a really tragic time uh, for native Americans and for the history of this country. And I think, um, that if, uh, you know, we don't acknowledge that, then that's kind of, it makes the whole point of being uh, thankful in a house with plenty and a bounty of food, a kind of an insult. So yes, we must yes. recognize that that is where the tradition started. But the fact that so many people who come and acknowledge that uh, the Native American community first, um, I think that that is, that's how we, that's how we move and grow and, um, become better people if I can be on a soapbox about it. Michelle, uh, Michelle Wing, can you share your family tradition? Oh yeah, sure. Things? Well, I, I think uh, once again, going back to the story of, of how things have evolved, um, it did start very much with, uh, and growing up very much, uh, a family prayer, you know, a table, a prayer at the table for the food, for, for the gifts of um, being present, actually. I really think that what has continued is that presence. And as more and more research has been done on gratitude practice, it's actually part of our everyday. And it's certainly something that we teach at It's Yoga Kids um, because gratitude is definitely not just for one day out of the year. And so I really do believe in that as a daily practice and then to acknowledge that out loud verbally at a table full of your friends and or family is also just really a beautiful act. So I, I like that. And that is something that has developed in our family is that moment, that moment of sharing. And we try to actually, it's gotten so big that try to keep it to like three things now because <laughs> it's um, the research does show that the longer your list is, the happier you will be. 
Okay, I like that. I like the three three so list rule. Beautiful. <laughs> That's so true. I like to add one more thing. Um, it's a challenge for all of us and also myself. Um, I used to do catering for uh, a number of years and some of the events that we would do um, were charitable events for um, the homeless. Um, I think that's a really big thing that we cannot forget about are the people who are less, less fortunate than us. And that's the, I think a, the biggest way we can show our um, gratitude and thankfulness for our abundance is to share that abundance with others who don't have that. Right. And the unhoused community mm-hmm. in the yes. area is yeah. not getting any smaller. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I feel like this year my kids are finally old enough to maybe even volunteer somewhere. So um, I'll be looking uh, for places for our entire family of four to, uh, to participate. The unhoused community is, um, especially in the East Bay, I don't know if especially, I know San Francisco is um, yeah. only growing. Oh, it's gotten well. really bad in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oakland is- Oakland, I'm pretty sure you, you drive through periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. yeah, 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 it's, it's bad. Um, Michelle Lee, can you share your family's tradition of Thanksgiving and sure. giving thanks specifically? <laughs> well, I mean, we do it. I think just what almost everyone else does. We sit around the table, we say what we're grateful for. And then we honestly, we kind of just pass out from there. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, if I'm being real, <laughs> we say, thanks. We go, oh, this is good. We've turned on some football and then everyone's asleep an hour later. Um, we know we used to like participate in black Friday stuff. We don't do that anymore. Um, and I do, I definitely usually work on Thanksgiving. I'm working this Thanksgiving. So I'll be up at three in the morning doing the morning show, then running home and probably cooking or finalizing our dinner plans. And then saying, you know, giving gratitude. We're really trying hard even every day, just like Michelle said, the other Michelle, um, you know, being grateful about something that made us happy every day. We have that conversation every day and um, not just about being happy, but what we're really grateful for. And I think the pandemic really taught us to be grateful for our health and for us being yeah. together. Um, my mom died during the pandemic. So, I mean, there are so many That's things great. that it's like, we're just grateful to be together, really. Mm-hmm. And I do also agree with Denise, you know, finding truth that Thanksgiving is a day of mourning for indigenous people. And I, you know, we try to just um, honor that and remember that. And then in the same kind of, you know, grief and gratitude, be very happy that we still have each other and that we have a moment in time together because we just really don't know when our last moments will be, you know? So we try to remember that. Um, Korean people celebrate, uh, they have their own Korean Thanksgiving. They have Chuseok, but it's two months before Thanksgiving. So, um, so we just, you know, get to have two Thanksgivings, which is kind of nice. That's awesome. I love, I love that you included that. Um, I, I can't forget about that football. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even a football fan, but if there's food involved, I mean, we'll turn it on. (laughs) We definitely make sure to have enough Mm. wine and alcohol to forget about the dishes until the next morning. (laughs) It just has to be like, know the feeling of it's going to be a dirty kitchen tonight. We're just going to have to be okay mm-hmm. with that. We also skip uh, Black Friday because Cyber Monday is that much more fun without having yeah, to easier. And shipping uh-huh. is usually free. I highly recommend that too. <laughs> um, and also, uh, you know, because I run a nonprofit, the Rosala Sister Scholarship, um, we always you used to do the um, Giving Tuesday, right? And, um, and, 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 participate in your friends' nonprofits and, and give to the people that uh, are helping your community and helping the causes that are in your heart. Right. So all of that is part of our Thanksgiving and, and, and part of um, what we call the, the new family traditions, right? So we have the family traditions that we grew up with and then the ones that we create with our own families and our kids and our husbands and our, our life partners. So um, thank you guys. This was such thank an informative you. show. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I we love this. I feel like we need to do more of these. One yeah. more thing. If you're like Olga, more. one more thing. If you're like Olga and you don't want to spend all your time cooking and prepping, um, contact, go to pocketchefs.com. We'll come and help prep all of your, your stuffings and, and your turkey brines and stuff like that. Let us know. We'll have a chef come out and help you out. Pocketchefs.com. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, my dear. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The San Francisco Bay Area. 
Only, sorry. Only, yes. Um. And after you've you've carved up, I'm going to say one thing too. After you've gotten all your carb load in, if you're ready to move your body, I would highly recommend um, to yoga as a family. We've got our family class and that you can do from St. Louis because it's online. There you go. And we're actually um, within the spirit of nonprofit as well, Olga. We are having a diaper drive in the month of November for the it is called Homeless Prenatal Program, um, HPP, and a very important organization here in San Francisco where we are raising money for diapers and wipes, which continues to be a problem uh, that began during the pandemic and has persisted. And so, yes, just wanted to let you know that we are hosting uh, that event as well. I love so, that. And I love after that. you eat all that good food. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in, the spirit, in the spirit of <laughs> final plug, now that we're all, are all mom hustlers here, like <laughs> yeah, right. closing the show with our plugs, I'm going to go ahead and just shout out your book one more time because That's I loved right. it so yes. much. Yes. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you so Asian much. Guide to Korean food. One recipe. Forty-five stories of Korean culture and outsider looking in. Um, I learned so much and my kids love thumbing through this too, because the illustration on that on this is beautiful. It's so colorful and engaging. So congratulations on this book and congratulations on turning a troll comment into this very amazing. Eight into love. Oh it's beautiful. Love to you. It. Like I said, again, congratulations. And one final plug for my scholarship, rsscholarship.com. Thora saw a sister scholarship helping first-generation immigrant students get to college with money they don't have to repay. Thank you guys so much for being here. This is Hella Momversations, keeping it real with San Francisco Bay Area Moms or SF BAMs. We are also looking for contributing writers. So please, if you're interested in becoming a blogger for San Francisco Bay Area Moms, Email us, message us. All the information will be at the bottom of this video. Thank you guys for being here. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy official holiday season. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you. All right, Sean, go ahead and plug, plug, plug. So I am the director of sales of the soon to come, the Kimpton Hotel Enzo in Japantown, San Francisco. What a beautiful little boutique hotel uh, right in the heart of the city. Uh, opening days in a couple of weeks. We cannot wait to welcome you to our beautiful hotel. Did you have a special offer you wanted to tell us about? <laughs> Is there an offer? <laughs> there- uh, you know what? Let's include the opening offer. I'll, I'll send you a link. Okay. I'll send perfect. Link so- the, we can Is- include the link um, in, in the video info. Perfect. So a new hotel in Japantown. Check it out. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, we'll see you next month. Bye.